Another exciting edition of Ringside Ramblings. I'm your host, Sam Kale, the wrestling connoisseur. And man, was it a wrestling weekend or what? I know everybody's really hyped after all the news that has come out. You gotta say one thing: wrestling is is full of drama, uh, and it has been for quite a while. But man, coming off of all out. AEW, there's been some humongous news, like you have to be living underneath a rock if you haven't heard all this stuff going on Um, I don't know whether to address that first or actually talk about the pay-per-view it's kind of a shame because I think all the drama that came out of the media scrum really overshowed a great pay-per-view kind of a shame, kind of a shame uh it, it, it all started with CM Punk was first went out on the media scrum with uh, Tony Khan and coming off of a huge match and just adrenaline flowing, uh, apparently starving because he was eating through the whole thing. Um, no shame there. But, you know, some of these journalists or whatever that they let in there um, to talk to, it's you know, some, some stuff got sparked and, and punk went on a tirade. Um, I can't blame the guy, you know, as, as a a person, I can't blame the guy, you know, rumors have been spread. Uh, and, and this stuff's been going on for quite a while. Ever since like really punk came back, uh, people have, have either questioned the whole aspect with cabana or, or considered punk a cancer in the locker room. So there's that whole aspect. I think it's been hanging over Punk's head uh, since he's come back to wrestling. And that, you know, I think these things uh, needed to be addressed, but probably could have been addressed in a different manner. I, I don't, I don't blame Punk, but I do think he could have handled things quite a bit more professionally uh, but we he goes into it and, and he discusses uh, Cabana calls him by his his real name Scott Colton and and how he hasn't had anything to do with him for like 13 14 years um, and you know essentially I mean he kept he kept on it but essentially that was it he hasn't had anything to do with him he doesn't care what happens to him. He hasn't tried to get him fired or anything. Um, and and that's pretty much that. But then the whole aspect that, you know, he was going to get let go, apparently. Uh, and 
apparently Kenny and the Bucks and Heyman all went to bat for Cabana, keep him on, and, you know, apparently somewhere along the lines, uh, it's believed the Young Bucks leaked information that Punk was trying to get Cabana fired. Um, there were statements thrown around there. Um, so the, the whole drama comes out that after the media scrum with Punk, uh, the Bucks went to Punk's locker room. Uh, words were had. Uh, he may have taken a swung at Matt Jackson. And then Ace Steel runs in with a steel chair and uh, tries to decapitate Nick Jackson, apparently. Um, so I, who knows what's going on at this stage. Uh, fan-wise, you see people for Punk. You see people for the Bucks. I can understand all perspectives in this. Uh, you know, if you're if you're seeing Punk, you're just you're just defending yourself as far as rumors and everything going. Uh, if you're the Bucks, I get it. You're you've been disrespected, and you know you're you're one of the big reasons why this company is here. Uh, so I see points of view all around, but at the same time. Uh, can't we all be professional? You know, punk, you're coming in, you're a veteran. Uh, you can't be more professional than this. You know what I'm saying? Uh, we're, we're talking about like punk who's offended that hangman page said, uh, you know, he can listen to advice, but he's not going to take it from veterans because he's the type that has to do things the hard way. And I can respect that. I understand that punks. I mean, uh, hangman's not a rookie. You know what I mean? Hangman's been around for a while. Uh, and Punk was extremely offended by this. And, you know, my thing is, should Punk be offended by what Hangman said? Uh, I don't think so. Like, you know, you take advice, you don't take advice. Uh, if you learn the hard way, that's the way some people learn. Some people got to do it themselves, figure it out. You know, that's just part of it. So, uh, I don't think Punk should be offended by what Hangman said and and everything. And at the same time, you know, everybody should quit taking these jabs at each other, you know, on, especially on TV or whatever. I, I, I think Hangman was asked an honest question. He gave an honest answer. Uh, so that, that's part of the buildup here. Um, sometimes you can't take everything personal. Sometimes you just got to be professional. You got to be the bigger person. And uh, I, I feel like Punk shouldn't have acted that way in the media scrum. I also feel like the Bucks shouldn't have confronted CM Punk in his locker room. At most, they could have knocked on the door and been like, hey, let's, you know, once you, you calm down, let's, let's get together before Dynamite and let's all sit down and, and talk. Let's work this thing out. Uh, like grown-ups, you know? I don't get along with everybody, but I can be civil with people I don't get along with. I am every day. So I, I feel like these guys getting paid so much money should be able to sit down, put their egos aside, 
and and do this shit. And I, I, any which way you're coming at it, it's not just CM Punk at fault here. It's not just the Bucks at fault here. It's both sides. And uh, the real victim here, I feel like, is the fans and Tony Khan. Um, what are you gonna do? Like you just had, you just had this this <clears throat> this media scrum where you talk about how you're gonna have to do what's best for business and you know put everything else aside and 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 do what you got to do. Uh, now what do you do? Like you're newly crowned world champion, you're newly crowned trios champions. They're all just uh, you know acted like children. So, I, I don't know. I can't see you suspending all of those guys. I'll be at Kenny. I feel like Kenny just uh, come to his friend's aid. And apparently, he still pulled Kenny's hair and bit him. I, I, don't, I don't know what all that's about. Um, so, wow. You know, I feel like Ace Steel is going to get, he's going to get fired. I, I don't see any way around it except that. Uh, there's one report saying that his wife might have been in CM Punk's locker room and he felt his wife might be in danger. <clears throat> I don't feel like you come in with a steel chair in that regard uh, to attack somebody. Uh, it's one thing throwing fist. It's another thing throwing a steel chair. Uh, and I'm sure that's where a lot of the legal issues are going to be stemming from as well. You can't just go in and fire everybody, I feel like. You, you, there has to be the human resources aspect. Uh, if the police were there, there's, I'm sure, so many police reports written up uh, from everybody's perspective. So it's going to be a lot to go through. I don't know if they'll be able to get through all this by dynamite. Um, so it, it'll be interesting to see what happens, how Tony Khan deals with it. I, I feel like the biggest thing may be finding everybody involved. Um, like I said, Ace Steel probably is going to get, he's probably going to get fired. But everybody else, uh, your champions, your EVPs, I feel like you're going to get heavy fines coming out of this. And, uh, you know, hurt them where their pocketbook is, is Maybe the way you teach. All right. Zip on past there. Uh, maybe the way you teach people in this situation. I don't know. My, me personally, I'm like, uh, find them heavily and put them in couples therapy. You know, I mean, that may be the only way to get shit resolved here is to have these guys sit down, hash it out in some professional manner and get to the root of their animosities and, and whatever else. And I feel like that maybe, you know, even more than the people that was involved, you know, maybe you, you get everybody else like hangman or whoever else, uh, is involved by proxy involved in this too. Um, and, and just get everything out on the table be like, look, you know, we should not be at war with each other, uh, at the end of the day, especially, your goal is putting on a great product, but you know, if we're honest, all bullshit aside, however you want to address it, there's still, there, there's still like competitions with WWE. They're, they're at war with WWE. There's no other way to say it, honestly. Um, all bullshit aside. 
So, you know, how do you how do you handle that if you're Tony Khan? Uh, it'll be it'll be interesting to find out. You know, and I feel like everybody's eager. Maybe not eager to find out, but everybody's eager to jump on some bandwagon or another. Uh, I don't know. You know, I I don't know what you do in this situation. But, yeah. So, pay-per-view itself, I thought thought it was great. Uh, I lo- enjoyed all the angles from the pay-per-view. You know, I thought the... Um, I thought it was nice to have the faster, spottier matches earlier in the show. Um, I like that our uh, Casino Battle Royal winner was the Joker and Mast. And we got to see what all this buildup with Stokely Hathaway has come to. And, um, you know, I thought the ending... With MJF returning was was good. I don't know if that's exactly what I would have done per se, but I thought it was a nice twist. I thought it it helped, you know, instead of revealing it right off that it was MJF um, and taking away from the rest of the show, holding it off to the end. I thought the presentation of that was pretty nice. Fans were pretty stoked. Uh, yeah, I, I just thought it was a, it was a fun pay per view. I think the match of the night was definitely the tag world tag match. Uh, Swerving our glory versus the acclaimed. The acclaimed who have just, you know, built up so much steam. Um, especially like, you know, there was the whole aspect with uh, the ass boys, the gun, you know, Billy Gunn. And taking Billy Gunn away from them in the feud, I think. You know, props to Tony Khan or whoever saw it that no, we need to put Billy Gunn back with the acclaim. That's what everybody wants, and and it's worked. It works. So I guess we'll see. Um, I thought the other thing that was nice in the uh, media scrum was you know the talk with Jericho and Jericho really putting MJF over and noting that. You know, the fans hate you so much now that they love you. You're going to have to come back as a baby face. And I completely agree with that. You know, I, I want to see MJF come back as a baby face. I think he could be the top baby face of the company. Uh, and and really kind of have this anti-hero rock style role uh, for AEW. And, and bring them into a new era, so to speak. Um, and lead the company. I think that would be great. Um, I think at this stage you might really need to do that. Have MJF come in as a big baby face and turn punk heel. <clears throat> it may be just what the company needs moving forward. I don't know what that means for Stokely Hathaway and, and this group he's put together. Uh, but I, I feel like that may be the best for, uh, AEW. Um, other than that, I thought the I thought the pay per view was good. I thought the matches were pretty good. I wasn't really let down with any of the the matches per se. Um, so yeah, I thought AEW pretty pretty fun show. Um, 
I did catch Clash of uh, at the castle. Uh, probably should have watched that before AEW. If you're watching both, in my opinion, you should watch Clash first. I I don't know. I mean, I wasn't thoroughly impressed with the pay per view, but I, you know, I wasn't. Um, I don't know. I wasn't expecting a lot either. So. I think that kind of helped. Uh, it, it, it was just kind of a standard WWE review. I thought the opening six-woman tag match was okay. Uh, if it went long for me, I I think that match could have had ten minutes shaved off of it. Um, the uh, botch spot at the end with Dakota Kai, uh, bless her having to run back and make the tag in, like, wasting, like, five seconds. is like, you could have just pinned the person in that time. Uh, I, that kind of, like, blew it for me right there in that matchup. Uh, especially, like, I just felt the match went way too long. Um, Sheamus versus Walter. I was, you know, I haven't been following WWE uh, a lot, so I was a little confused on this matchup. Um, I'm guessing Sheamus has turned face at some point with his little tiddly group. Um, I don't know. You know, I mean, it was a, it was kind of a slugfest mostly. Um, I just, I don't know. I didn't feel this wow factor, you know, as much as they were going. As much as Sheamus was blowed up from Walter. It, it just, you know... After seeing so many other Walter matches, this one just did not do it for me, actually. Uh, but uh, I mean, it was a it was a decent match. I just uh, I might have been more into it if I'd seen Sheamus becoming a babyface again. I'm not I'm not even sure. So I think if you're gearing for casual viewership. Uh, this was one of those matches that would suffer. Um, <clears throat> what else was on the show? Uh, Mysterio Edge versus Judgment Day. Uh, it seemed like a, an okay match. There were some quirky spots in it. Uh, but it was alright. And I don't know. I, I feel like uh, the presentation of Judgment Day needs to be more confined. Like I... I see Rhea and, and Damian Priest, and they're all spiked out and everything. And then Balor's just wearing a jacket. Um, so I don't, I don't know about that. Um, of course, uh, Dominic Mysterio turned on Edge and Ray at the end. Uh, I think I feel like this has been rumored and called for for so long. It took a little of the pizzazz out of it. It wasn't unexpected. Um, and I don't know, like with this sort of thing, I don't know. I don't know if, if it's, it's, it's no longer like a surprise. Um, are, are you giving the fans something that they want or yeah, you know, at this stage, is it, is it really a payoff per se? And I think that's, I don't know, that's something we may have to say for discussion at another time. But uh, it was twice in this pay-per-view I felt like we got something like that. Um, 
Rollins versus Riddle may have been the match of the night. I'm I'm not sure. I I don't know if I really care for this newer Seth Rollins gimmick that's been going on. It's, I know it's been going on for quite a while now, but it's a little bit so over the top. Uh, I did like his uh, his tights, his new look uh, in this match, and the long pants. So uh, it was I don't know. It was okay. I, I expected. Rollins to get some form of revenge, so I'm not sure what they're doing with that at this stage. Um, and then, of course, the main event, McIntyre versus Roman. thought it was a pretty good match. Um, the crowd was hot for McIntyre. The crowd was pretty hot all night. Um, the ending, though, it, it did seem to uh, take the heat out of the place. Uh, Solo Sokoa, um, whatever the Usos' name is now, helping Roman. They really pushed the fact that the Usos could not be at ringside. And, you know, Solo now being called up, joining the bloodline apparently, um, and distracting Drew McIntyre so Roman could win. Uh, I, I don't know. Some of, these, some of these aspects like that, it... It's like, oh, we're trying to keep Roman strong. So we can have this interference, but they can't touch the guy really. And then Roman hits another move and gets the win. It's not like Drew McIntyre did not take 10 spears the whole night. But that 11th one is what did him in. I don't know. I I sometimes have a hard uh, time following that line of logic. Like, I would almost rather... Solo hit a big move on Drew and then Roman, you know, hit a spear or something, uh, or just pinning, you know. I, I think it's fine for a heel champion to, you know, win via outside interference. Uh, Roman already doesn't look super strong if he has outside interference. So, I don't think, you know, I don't think it hurts the situation. But that's what happened, and that was the, kind of the end of it. And then at the end of the show, I was a little confused. Uh, someone can clear this up for me, I'm sure. Um, they're singing My My Miss American Pie with uh, the Gypsy King and Drew McIntyre in, in Wells. And I, I don't know, is that a thing there? Is that is that something? I don't was it just karaoke night after the match? I don't know. I don't get it. But interesting to note, I guess. Uh, I don't know, even know what I would give this pay-per-view. Uh, but, you know, it it wasn't awful. But, uh, yeah. If you're, if you're spending that much money, do you want to put on a not awful pay-per-view? But it was, yeah, you know, I think it was better than some of the pay-per-views that I've seen WWE put out over the last couple years. So, there is that. Uh, So, big weekend. I didn't catch the NXT stuff. So, yeah, whatever. Um, Yeah, I don't know. I didn't watch Monday Night Raw yet either. So, I know Braun Strowman returned in... uh, Apparently in the tag match, 
which left a lot of people confused why Braun would return and destroy the tag match. But that's what they did. So uh, I'm left confused by the um, excitement over Triple H taking over when a lot of the booking still seems like it's just the same old, same old shit. So there is that. All right, that's going to do it for us today. And uh, I don't know, we'll see what the rest of the week brings. So dramatic filled week, I'm sure. All right, this has been Sam Keola, the Wrestling Connoisseur for Ringside Ramblings.